Raisin Manorina. Welcome, Raisin Manorina. Welcome. Tuesday, March 4, I mean April 4th, 2023. We're talking about the news today. Um, the, the Doge just got added onto, onto the Twitter, Twitter. The Twitter... Instead of the bird. Instead of the Twitter logo, it's now Doge. And that Ooh. happened this today, I think. Uh, no, yesterday. Do I, need, do I need to update my app in order to see that? It was not updating for me, and then it just randomly updated for me. I'm going to update so it now. where you would formerly have seen the bird, you'll now see the doge. <laughs> What's the doge <laughs> shape? It's a little, it's it's a little, little dog. It's a little... Uh, it's a Japanese kind of it's dog. Like, mm. oh. like, Shiba Inu. Yeah, it's a Shiba, Shiba Inu. Inu. It's a very, very... It's like a 10-year-old meme. But, or no, it's maybe even it's older like than an that. ancient meme. Very you know? old meme. Because the doge is also the name of the person who ran Venice. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind... Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right about that. <laughs> and I wonder if they thought of that when they were naming it. Well, you know, I always used to read the name of it, and I... It's not really meant to be read out loud. The joke is that it's a misspelled, it's a charmingly misspelled yeah. version of dog. Mm. But once you pronounce it, it sounds like the, it sounds, yeah, like you're saying, like whoever, the person who runs Venice. I always thought it was like dog. Dog. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 Doge, it's just. Doge uh, is what the, the, the popular consensus has been, if that's how you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw that. It was funny. It reminded me of like... Do we want to introduce ourselves? Oh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah. My name is Sam Lanier. I'm Sarah. I'm the one who's been taking the lead on the... the she's been going for... Okay. She's been bringing I'm the stories. The, the helicopter. <laughs> she's the uh, <laughs> head journalist. <laughs> she's the head anchor. Yeah, I'm the and I'm Felipe. Uh, it reminded me of when you were a kid and like the Google Doodle would appear. Yeah, yes, like, oh, they, yeah, they should just keep Google. changing the fucking bird to whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or it reminded me of like logging into RuneScape and you're like, oh, they dropped the Easter update. There's Easter stuff around. Yeah. It's like, oh, they, they put the Doge up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doge yeah. is a cryptocurrency. Yeah. And it's one that Elon Musk has historically pushed. Mm. And I think that in fact stocks for or you know the price of that crypto coin went up Ooh, today or these last two days. Damn. Wow! Simply because of the visibility that that it now has. Yeah, I guess so. Liminal suggestion that something's coming, something's happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people are making making on Twitter were making fun of Elon Musk, but I just he brought back the Simple Town account, so I can't be mad at him. He That's can do true. whatever he wants. He's in he our corner. Yeah. Yo, it's Live, Laugh, Love, me on in the chat. That's Lena <clears throat> Redford. Oh, hey, what's Chesney. up, Lena? What's up? We what's up? Kay, we got Chesney. Um, you're also buried the lead. Donald Trump is getting taken right to Azkaban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking him away. I After what we talked about last week about the AI images being manipulated, I didn't... I saw an image that uh, Rachel Kelly posted of Trump being put into a car and he had his like fist up like powerful <laughs> symbol and I was like I have no idea if that's real or not. You got to look and at the ha- you got to look at how many fingers on the hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's but I thought key. it was funny if it is real. Um, um, but I guess you I need to adjust my mindset into just being like it it's not about if it's real or not. It just it just yes you're react right to the image it doesn't even matter is, now it's yeah. just about what does it wake up in me and yes. that's does it make me feel happy or sad and that's all it needs exactly. to do <laughs> there are 34 charges against former president trump 
34? I thought it was just that he he did a pay. He paid, uh, he paid Stormy Daniels. We're supposed to be calling her by her, her real name. What's her real name? It is. Well, I don't really? know what it is. Yeah, that's her, her like porn name. And we're supposed to? We're, yeah. Who said that? I s- <laughs> <laughs> According to Somebody Raisin Man. Said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody use her said name. That. Um, so how many how many years of prison does he face? Uh, two two life sentences. Two life sentences. Alex says Stormy Daniels is the same body shape as my mom. <laughs> 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 Representation. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's part Wait, of the charges. Wait, you, I thought sentences. you were going to keep reading. Why you put down that phone? It, 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 two well, life look, sentences? All my apps are updating right now. Because <laughs> so. you want to see the doge on the <laughs> yeah. Twitter bro. Alex is top heavy. Yeah, apple shaped. <laughs> Let me just move this a little bit. Um, but I can... So now I'm in the New York Times, which is the only one that's not updating. But it's kind of hard to navigate. There's too, honestly too much text. It's giving you too much detail. Really? Yeah, it's got to be one of those things where it's like the point, the most Here important points. Ah, oh, we got to get Michael Barber on the, the key mix. The legal question in the case was always how the district attorney would take the falsifying of business records charge, a misdemeanor, and make a felony of it. The statement of facts suggests that the second crime. Here Let me ask you this: If just without knowing anything about law, if you heard the terms misdemeanor and felony, which one do you think is worse? Just based on how the words sound, I guess misdemeanor. misdemeanor. Yeah. Yep. Because it sounds like you're just your demeanor. Your demeanor's bad. Yes, like your demeanor yes. was bad that yes. day. Right. And there's way more letters in it. It's a more complicated word. Wouldn't you think that makes it worse? Yes, exactly. And felony. No, but we're saying misdemeanor's less bad. We, no, we're oh. saying it's worse. We're saying it sounds worse. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying it sounds less bad because, yeah. because it's like just your demeanor, like you were looking angry or you were looking sad or something. Well, we are saying we disagree. Okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair and enough. <laughs> and that's okay. That's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Me and Sam are a little sick, by the way, which is why we're moving a little slow today. Yeah. I'm well. I walked here, and then I ate a salmon, went on arrival. Whoa, like you found a salmon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I grabbed one up out of the river on the way over. <laughs> like Link. Um, yeah, I'm good. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Well, Wait. I'll say this about women's shapes, or did you want to <laughs> Well, like, I thought we were going to follow through with this Trump thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. But we I don't can know come back to, we'll I don't know if the second part of the sentence will <laughs> deliver anything interesting, <laughs> but it goes... Uh, Let's recap the first part of the sentence. <laughs> a misdemeanor. Let's have a fake a argument felony, about this felony misdemeanor. felony of it, period. The statement of facts suggests that the second crime here that would trigger a felony charge is a violation of election law. Hmm. That was 24 minutes ago. That was read. How many years is he at? I don't know. That's the kind of thing that I would right. go to Twitter to Is he to going do. to prison? Yeah. Is he... Yeah. What do they think is going to happen? But yeah. I can't check my Twitter because it's updating. The law is literally so boring. They're like, okay, yeah, you did all this bad stuff, but we had to. we have to prove... That you had aforementioned thought, not before, but after the event, without yeah. probable cause and beyond reasonable doubt. And I'm like, you know, yes, I don't care about that. You know when, like, somebody who's not a lawyer but has been charged with some horrible crime d- take becomes their own lawyer and just, like, does, like, all this legal research and is, like, reading the books? Does that like, happen often? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but you know what happens, at least in movies. Yeah, it does. Um, 
I mm. would just never want to try to do that because I think even if you built yourself a really good case out of your kind of layman's knowledge that you accumulated, you go into court and the other lawyer would be like, well, what about this law? And like have another little law that you're like, well, I didn't read that one. Oh, there's you're saying so the problem many. is that there's too many laws, there's not that many. you would be kind of biased by your own experience no. of the event or whatever. No, I just think you could spend years researching and trying to understand the legal system and still you could get got on some weird shit. There's that, too many damn laws, yeah. Yeah. And they change from state to state, and they're all made up. <coughs> yeah. It's as, almost as if they were invented to create jobs, you know? Mm, complicated jobs. To create Whoa. a kind of, yeah, a, uh, a bulwark that only if you paid money into it and hired these people, you'd be able to win. A kind of elite, yeah. Yeah, it's a way for... 30, 136 years of prison. We could no that's way. The max. Really? That's, that's the max. That's what Trump is looking at? <laughs> that's yeah. not going to happen. That's not. Obviously. 136 yeah. years? And let me think. Trump's 78. So. One, two, three, four, five. That's too many. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch was engaged a couple on St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. And he's like 92 years old. He got engaged to a 66-year-old woman. And then they just called the engagement off, I think, today. And what? um Because I don't know exactly why. But he was sad and said he had been looking forward to spending the second half of the lives together. Oh, that's so sad. But I thought that was funny because I'm like, you don't have half your life left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the second little bit. Little, the, the like a little <laughs> tiny bit of yeah. life. Someone in the chat saying, the dude who ran over people a few years ago represented himself and it was bad. Yeah. So people do that. Yeah. They always say a man who represents himself has a fool for a lawyer. Mm. I don't have anything more to say about it, just that, like, yeah, I mean, probably you're biased, you know? Cause oh, and this is a classic simple town. This is, a, it's just a simple town yeah. joke, but, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, beyond the law, like, often lawyers will do things where they're like, we all know he did it, but there's this technicality. But if you're representing yourself, you're going to be like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. You yes. know, you don't have the metal to be like, all right, let me get the plea bargain. That's yeah. something a lawyer does with you know with cold-blooded distance if sarah if you could get any one of your friends to represent you in a case of, of in the case of your life what would it who would it be hmm most of my friends i don't think have the attention span or the <laughs> <laughs> to to do that i would think maybe you Honestly. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'd fight. I'd fight for you Thank so you. hard, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fight tooth and nail for you. Thank you. Yeah. If someone wanted me to do it, I would have really good intentions, but I can just be kind of avoidant about stuff like it's that. It's true. Yeah. You'd let the papers pile up. Yes. You wouldn't have read a single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alex so Sam Sam's fucked up. Um, I would. I would. I would be know how to work a. Um, a jury really well I think I would be Particularly good at yeah. that I would be spending A lot of time in the library Looking at the microfiche files Yes For evidence yeah. Sam you'd be like Ladies and gentlemen Of this jury <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, Adopt a southern yeah. accent <laughs> yeah. yeah My client <laughs> Yeah uh, Well I wanted to say this About women's shapes Women's shapes The shape yeah. of Alex's mom The shape of Stormy Daniels Yeah When you're a girl And you're getting Like a girl's life magazine Or Seventeen magazine 
they ha- they have to invent these ways to talk about the different shapes a woman can be because it's so internalized, you know, that the shape you want to be is like hourglass shape. Right. So they come up with these different terms to kind of describe the other shapes that are supposed to sound positive. So pear shape and apple shape. I think pear shape's good, no? Pear shape sounds good, but you just know when you're reading the magazine that you're like, you don't want to be the apple. Right. Apple, <laughs> apple is bad. There's no neck or feet. <laughs> and you have a, and you have a little stem at the top. Yeah, apple. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny that they are like all the shapes are good. Fruit. They're just different fruit. They're just different fruit. Yeah. Banana yeah. shape. Yeah. <laughs> Thin and curved. <laughs> Thin and curved. <laughs> Some girls do be having that neck though. You know, yeah, where it like comes forward a lot. Neck. They got the banana. <laughs> I mean, boys do too where it's like sometimes you look at someone it's like how's that neck not gonna snap off in 20 years (laughs) if you're just standing like that you stand like that naturally all the time yeah that neck's gonna snap Mm. off you ever think that (coughs) i'm wondering i'm wondering what a like a a grape a a sort of like clump of grapes body shape would be like bro it's what i got on my arms (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) disgusting growths i have all these little like they're called lipomas did you read (laughs) like twist magazine when you were a kid or like people magazine twist i know people magazine people twist was like i kind of shoot off of that (laughs) but when my parents got divorced we weren't allowed to have all that stuff all those magazines or eat junk food or anything like that and my parents got divorced and my mom in order to to make us happy and i think to make her want us to like live with her more she would like let us eat all these like candies and let us read people magazine and stuff like that you guys wanted to read people magazine as kids (coughs) yeah of course we got we want to learn the gossip and stuff I feel like as a kid that didn't really interest me. <laughs> Did that interest I you? I know what's going on with Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think what that's are what Br- Brad and Angelina up to. It's not the kind of magazines I like. Yeah, we're all sick. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like lightheaded. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, if you need to lay down, you know, let us know. We'll take it from here. But I, I love having you. No, I mean, let's see. Adult Swim telling Sam's <laughs> to make Sarah's character a different fruit shape. To appease the yeah. right, correct. Make her an apple. Yeah, it will be. I'll be curious to see upon these next releases whether everyone, anyone, confuses you as a boy. Yeah, I think that they're gonna get it. They're definitely gonna get what Edie is. Hot. Why? She's got, she's got Wait, boobs. why? Big, beautiful, square head, <laughs> breast. Yeah, hot fat body, tits. Um, me. Uh, I was talking to Simeon about me and Sam going to Pictoplasma this year. In Berlin. Oh, well, you're going to go. I think so, right, Sam? Yeah. You're going to go? I think I might go. And at first... My cartoon's in it. What? We, I know your cartoon's in it. I got two cartoons in did it. Did you announce yours? I did. I oh, posted okay. about it. I got to pay a little closer attention. Um, and so I was talking to well, Simeon, and he was... Let like, me say a quick congratulations to Felipe and Sam for both getting their cartoons <laughs> into Pictoplasma. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I was talking to Simeon, and he was like... He's like, you know, you might actually not really like the stuff that they show at that yeah. festival. He was like, it's very commercial. And it's true. It's very, like, slick. They're not, like, it's not really, like... Well, on one hand, I think it's not it's not weird animation. But then I was looking through the stuff and I was like, well, they, they got us in. They got yeah. us in. And they got a few of our friends who are weird. So I'm like, I don't really know what to think. But I figured, you know, if we're just there having fun with other animators that we kind of know. No one will know whether I'm commercial or not. Just That's based right. off of seeing me in a bar. <laughs> it's true. Oh, what's that? What's up? Who's at the door? Uh, I don't know. We don't know. So, um, do you think we should go, even if it's commercial? Sarah? I think you should go. 
That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That reminds me, though, of, um, you know, this uh, classic Raising Man episode. I wish I knew what number, where we described the incident where uh, Kave came to Life World and showed the unreleased episodes of Show About the Show. Yeah. And one of the episodes, and it was a, it was an insane uh, public conflict at the Q&A. Um, but there was an episode about him going to Sundance and like one of his episodes was being shown, but it was shown between two things that he hated yes. and it made him feel sick. He was like so humiliated. And one of the that. things that he showed was a, a film that I actually quite like. Oh, really? As one of the things that he hated? So he has his show show, his, uh, an episode of the show show at Sundance and it gets kind of in this block where he's between this very corny animated thing and then this um, episode of an adult swim show called Tropical Cocktails. Um, which is something that we saw back when Simple Town was like early years. I can't remember the name of the director. In fact, we emailed him because I emailed him because I really liked him. And he made this very campy, very like high energy, um, kind of like gross out, very physical kind of uh, film, the series. Very quartet. Very quartet like, yeah. And we really liked it. It's definitely like, I get what I get from Kavi's perspective. He's like, yeah, it was very low-minded or something like that. <laughs> he called it like low-brained or something like that, which I see. But <laughs> it was a film I really like. Tropical Cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Adult Swim. Yeah, they should have made more of those. They did. They made like a season. It wasn't as yeah. good as the pilot. We Damn. haven't like talked about Kave or like engaged with his work in such a minute. I feel like, or you sent me a picture of him on the beach, but and I talked about it on the last episode. Uh, talked about it on the last. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was just gonna say that at work, I heard two people talking about doing a heroic dose, and it like brought me back. <laughs> well, he didn't like, invent that. I know he didn't invent that, but that's who like yeah I've first heard of that term through. Yes, and it just made me think like, oh, I used to know a guy (laughs) (laughs) I used to fuck heavy with a guy fuck heavy with a guy who talked about that it was a different life yeah (laughs) is he still like in the zeitgeist of of like Jen's ears or no I think he kind of still does shit I just think that he hasn't put out I think the show is really the thing that people like the most that he made and he hasn't like been putting it out and the stuff he's putting out seems kind of esoteric right now he put yeah. out a thing about ulysses he's been doing talks about ulysses like i just think it's a little less yeah. accessible i think he's been doing a lot of audio stuff to kind of like protect himself more in some way um and lena says something i made serious was screened in the kids block of a festival once didn't feel good to be honest <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> that's funny what was what it what was it kids block. <laughs> why <laughs> what, what what's the kids block of a festival like, what like kids children's are, media oh it's for children yes. it's not by children <laughs> kids must have made this i think there's something kind of profound in that you know yeah like in the way that um there's a lot of like you know like Pee Wee made kids television you know what i mean yeah so it's it, you could actually spin it in a good way lena yes maurice sendak famously made children's books true these were books that were intended for an audience of children but then the parents reading it they were getting something they out of it too. too they were reading something like this book's got something mm-hmm. else going on in here Mm-mm. so i think guys should go yeah i think i'd like to go and it would be what fun if you get a prize and you gotta get up on stage and I don't think there's that that um, happens. Okay. There's talks though, and it'll always be like, "Here's how I'm using VR to," you know. It's very slick. It's all like pictoplasma. Hear the name. It sounds like sciency. Sciency. It's um, very much like. I think that's kind of the vibe. It's like cutting edge kind of shit. Word. So, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, like we want to make a television show with our friends, but these people want to make like. 
like an ad for Nike where like the athlete bursts turns into water yeah they want to invent a new yeah yeah Yeah, who cares (laughs) um we saw a fun show at Life World the other night oh that was really great we did we saw a funny show this was like two nights ago it was a um comics release event for Domino Books which I guess is an experimental comics publisher which is just like done out of a guy's apartment and then the mail order sends them out um it was organized by this guy I work with Floyd who's really young and he booked um, a band like two bands of teenagers like kids in high school <laughs> to come and play cool hardcore and punk bands yeah they were punk bands Quaker punk bands they would get up and be like Quaker they were yes, Quaker they like were Quaker. the kid was like I'm a Quaker and we do shows at the meeting hall or whatever okay. yes. and he was like this next song is about how hierarchy destroys religion Whoa. And then the lyrics were like, God chose me. Whoa. God chose me. Yeah. And oatmeal was dribbling. <laughs> That's <mouth>. right. <laughs> and they were really and sweet. Buckled shoes. And it was funny because it was a last minute event and I always get stressed. I hate like, this is what makes me sometimes dysfunctional to collaborate. I get afraid that people are going to be mad at me. So I added the event and then instead of just like putting it on the life world schedule to get people to help me run it. I was just like, I'll just find someone, basically. And Alex Why would that it. make people mad? Because it's last minute, and it's like, we need to get people to sign up for shifts. What if nobody wants to do it? Then I got to ask volunteers. Like, I just was like, I'll just figure it out. Um, but it's, I think it's irrational. Like, well, you hit me up, and it was perfect, because I didn't have anything yeah, to do that night, and then it ended up being a nice plan. Yeah, so Felipe came and did this thing with me. And um, so I was running it kind of by myself, and I don't really understand how like the technical stuff works at all. But because it was all teenagers and they're like shy and also don't really like kind of know how things are supposed to go, they just like came in and they were like, so <laughs> we have a drum. Where should we set it up? And I was like, I think in the middle. <laughs> You're like big timing them with no knowledge. Yeah. This yeah, is how middle. it's supposed to go. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know how this board works and that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They didn't ask me for anything. I was afraid they were going to need like a quarter inch to one third cable or whatever. I don't know what that is. (laughs) And that's normal. Exactly. So they were sort of sweet. And then they they gave a great performance. And then people read their comics. I wish you had stayed to see the next group that after you left. Really? Was it good? There was something. Someone did something really funny. She got up and read this comic that didn't have any words. Um, So she read it by just being like, la da 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 da. Mm? <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> and uh, it was funny. And then she was clearly going panel by panel because she'd be like, "Next." Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just really cute the way that she did it. it that is cute. Laugh. Yeah, I think I showed you Sam, but this man went up and he like, um, he just like he's like a sixty-five-year-old guy, maybe or something. Yeah, and and yeah, I don't. I it seemed to me from what he told that he was like had had like episodes of psychosis or was like on antipsychotics and it kind of like it wasn't until he got to that part of the story that i kind of understood sort of the vibe of how he was reading it but he was reading this comic and it sounded like kind of like when a kid tells you a thing that you don't know any of the context for and he's just saying names and going really really fast and talking very quickly not facing the audience just looking at this comic and he wasn't even reading necessarily the words he was explaining what was happening in it and they were all memories of his childhood and so he was like, so this is like, you know, like my friend, uh, John, whatever, like, and I never put him in a comic, so he's blacked out. And he used to always say this. And so he was just talking and like, you could only glean maybe 30% of what he was saying. And you from didn't that. have time to also read the words. So <laughs> it was impossible like, to read it. 
And at first I was like, this is so stressful. It was making me nervous. But then Sarah, you were laughing because you genuinely had really funny moments. You do voices and it was like, it was like really high energy. And then I was like, oh no, this is actually kind of genius. Like it was very, very funny. Yeah. That's cool. What really started making me laugh. Well, I'll say this first, which is that like, you know, when you're watching a performance, some kind of comedy performance and no one is laughing and then there's just like one guy in the audience laughing really hard. I always hate that because I feel like that person's being really performative. Yes, I understand what you're saying. They're actually making it about them by being like, I'm actually laughing at this and i get i get a thing get no it. one else gets yeah, here, yeah and this actually is my shit exactly yeah um and they're like laughing too hard that yeah it always pisses me off but, but you were that person but i was being that person Whoa. and i was actually like i'm being really moved to laugh and like not because i think i'm even necessarily getting what's going on here but i've kind of found an angle on this that is like really making me laugh so so what do you now think about that person who laughs loudly do you think differently i think i'll originally i was a hundred percent sass on them and now i'm gonna change it to 85 85 yeah you can genuinely be the lone person laughing in a room maybe something's just like really striking Mm. because i wasn't there but i'd heard it at the show before at life world there's a there was like a moment it was a play and the main guy who wrote it and is in it stops the play at a certain point to ask the audience what they're thinking about how the play is going and gets feedback from people and then he sits in silence for 10 minutes and just stares out at the audience and apparently i heard that teresa bukeister is there and she started laughing so hard i think it was teresa that she got a nosebleed no yeah. <laughs> which is pretty what? crazy that's so performative yeah. that's so extra yeah. but i'm like i don't know i think if teresa's really moved to laugh that hard then i, I believe it so um you should also find a way to parlay like you and felipe should go to events together more often so you can parlay felipe's nervous anxiety yeah. yes. <laughs> into into uh, uh, him realizing a humor about the world you totally. know well I've always thought that um, you know interpretation is a kind of creative act mm. you know mm. when you're reading a book you can create you can read it creatively and invent new things about it that are interesting or new readings and that's kind of what that's like when you're in an audience and you're like I'm gonna like be a director in my mind and imagine how this thing that's happening is funny given yes. the context and you can kind of be creative that way yeah it's interesting and it reminds me kind of, of and like, that's illegal in most some countries <laughs> yeah, in a lot of places it's not allowed and that wasn't allowed before modernism that's and then right. during modernism is allowed postmodernism that's doesn't right. allow yeah. it <laughs> um there was a teenager at the show who asked me about how to do a show and i was like yeah you can just follow us on instagram and the child took out a notebook and was like, okay, can you write down what the handle is? And I was like, damn, these Gen Z kids are really doing this like post-internet This thing. like not being like, online thing. Yeah, like you're going to write down the Instagram handle in a notebook? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anybody do that. Um, yeah. But these were like a very particular these kind particular. of kid. You think they were, that was a choice? Like a genuine choice? I think even the person that organized the show, Floyd, only a couple of weeks ago did he even start having a cell phone. He didn't have a cell phone at all. And I do want to ask him, like, when did you decide to start being so eccentric? Because I think he's like 22. <laughs> and it's like 14, 10, 20. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Because it, it must be a choice. I mean, to not have a, an iPhone when you're like a 17-year-old who lives in Manhattan and is probably wealthy. I feel like you have to explain to your parents that you're like, I'm, no. I'm weird. I'm being weird. And I chose when <laughs> I was 14. <laughs> yeah. I'm being weird. Yeah. That's a good point. I was going to say he probably does it naturally, but you're right that it's extra work to not have a phone. Yeah. At a certain point. Because your mom and dad got it for you for Christmas. So they know what yeah. is going on with you. <laughs> I feel like it's such an exhausting part of my life right now to like, 
one now I work at a store and I run the space that like constantly people are just like entering the store or entering the space and they need to be like um, acclimated to what's going on and um, what do you mean like they just come in and I don't yo RMA what the fuck's up hey what's um, up people just come in to the store all the times and they're like looking around and they're like so this is what is this but That's they don't so even annoying. know what they're like asking that is and, so annoying yeah like, <laughs> yeah and you have to kind of figure out like what are you not getting about this like are you trying to ask if we're a nonprofit? if you can do a donation if right. you can buy stuff if it's recycled like how where's the bathroom what's the yeah. what's the framework of like your yeah and that, that happened at that comic night where, like, a lot of times if it's someone who's old comes into the space and they're like, so what? And I'm just like, I, what's up? Who are you? <laughs> like, what's up with you? And I just remember that happening um, at that particular event because the crowd was so different than usual. It was super different. It was, like, all <laughs> middle, like, people who were 32 and up and then all kids that were 17. Yes. <laughs> like, from, f- like, 14 to 17. So yeah, it was special. It was fun to watch the the hardcore punk though. Yeah. I, I it made me I never really gone to a hardcore show in New York, and yeah. I like to except to that. I don't know. I don't know. It's like well, if they're all like sixteen year olds, maybe yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't really yeah. be my scene. <laughs> maybe, but I I was also feeling really jealous of the kids because they were all dressed in like cool, distinct ways. One was dressed like a little British schoolboy. Mm, that's cool yes (laughs) no but then i was like oh that's a cool he was the drummer but then i was but then there's that meme that's like if the if the bassist of the band looks like this you're about to die in that pit and it's always like a guy wearing just like a white button down or something so it is like a staple of like like hardcore bands they were all like different staples basically and like the the kid who was playing the guitar had like really long hair and um yeah the girls were all dressed like just in cool billy eilish style outfits pretty simple and it just made me like I feel like when I was a teenager, I just felt like I was subject to the forces of not understanding almost anything about the world or like what I was <laughs> supposed to be doing. And they seem to just like have some kind of um, perspective or something that they're like, oh, I'm going to be the kind of guy who dresses up like a little British schoolboy, even though I don't actually have a school uniform. Um, you know, like they seem so conscious of their. I don't know. I didn't feel like they were that like tapped in. That, Sometimes no. I was like, oh, that fashion choice is like <laughs> kind of neutral. Yeah, but maybe uh, yeah I was like this is mid but maybe that's what was genius about it it was also funny because I sat with the kids in the band before and we were playing Super Smash Bros on the the TV and then we were talking I was like they were asking me what I did and then I was asking what they did and I was like "What, what are your influences and they were like Bad brains, minor threat. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I was that's like, it's old fashioned ass. Yeah. But I guess that's I guess that's the thing with punk music. It's like it's kind of a it's a genre that doesn't really evolve, right? Yeah. The only genre that evolves is rap music. True. That's right. Yeah. True. Everything else that's why it's the most relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's why it's very hard to be a rapper. Yes. Is Gotta it hard be to be a rapper? Well, that's what Gabby's told me. And that's just, <laughs> blue face. And she knows. But I think blue it's hard. It's hard yeah, to be relevant. Up. Yeah. It's like you you have to be really really young. You have to be re- always like putting out shit that's innovative all the time. You have a lot of competition. It's really hard. Whereas if you're in a rock band and you slip in literally one song that you stole from Led Zeppelin in the album, yeah. Who's gonna know? <laughs> yeah. You just play pavement. You yeah. Know? And if you're a folk music artist, you get to just do covers of 19th century. True. Little tunes. Yeah. Lena says. Uh, Lena says. 
that the film that she showed that got showed in a children's during the kids block in a festival was the Lord of the Rings video she made. It had blood and swearing, which I haven't seen that video yet. Her brother. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing a elves. clip of it. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that, Lena. Can you I want to see online? it too. Also, I found out Lena writes essays and reads them like monthly. I saw that online as well. And I asked her to send me one. She didn't send me one. Reads them mm. where? Uh, I don't know. At readings mm. around LA. I heard that one was about basketball. Mm-hmm. But you should send them, <laughs> Lena. I want to. What the fuck yeah. does Lena Redford know about basketball? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to yeah. say. Sometimes it's actually the person who knows the least that can provide the greatest insight. Wisdom, yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's true. Beginner's mind. Mm-hmm. Beginner's mind. Um, <coughs> I've been feeling. Uh, I've been feeling lately that I really wish. Sometimes I wish that I made like fine art. Bro, me because it's a lot cooler than making cartoons. Me too, and you get to get a studio space. But the reason you get to have paint all over your clothes, which is cool. The reason why actually is because there's this one person who I I have this like I don't know them, but I see them from afar and I have a crush on them. And they're like a fine artist, and I'm like, oh, I wish that they would pay attention to me. And I'm like, well, but I'm not a fine artist. Uh, and what I make probably wouldn't interest They only know this things in school. Yeah, fears. like they only know like esoteric, weird, oblique stuff. And I just make like straightforward. But then I thought, okay, if I can't, I'm not going to be a fine artist because of, you know, the twist of fate that it's what I chose. And plus, Bro, but you, you c- easily could be. Yeah, you could be. <laughs> no, it's too <laughs> much. It's too, uh, I can't. I just think I don't <laughs> want to do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has to. But then I thought, oh, what I should actually do is to go the opposite way. And I should just make like straight up like family guy. And if I make something that's like extremely mm. pop, it yeah. will actually go all the way back around. You know what I'm saying? Mm, no. Yeah, like if you make something that's <laughs> really mass, mass. Mm. Then it's it, like on a Warhol or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what I got to do. I got to make it's a like made. family yeah. guy. And then this person will notice me. So you're sort of discovering the truth that if you were famous... This person would <laughs> recognize you and, and know, know about who me. You were. That's the best route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's funny because I remember um, we saw at Life World together that animation show. Remember the sour lemonade animation show or whatever? I wasn't there. I was in Argentina when that happened. Oh, but and I was I, like, like, telling you about it. Yes. And um, I think it's called the Squeeze. Yes. And I was like describing, or maybe you had been like familiar with some of the people's work. I don't remember anyone specifically. And a lot of it was like very artistically done animation where the whole point is like the interesting visual uh, techniques they're using and transforming things and I can't even really describe because it, it was a long time ago. Um, but you were just like, oh, I'm not really interested in any of that. Yeah. And I think that's funny because... I'm not interested in doing that stuff. You're not interested in doing that stuff. Sometimes it can be done yeah. well. I don't, I don't know. No shade. Yeah. And that's funny to me as someone who doesn't do visual art, doesn't do cartoons, that I'm like, yeah, you just like draw on your little ugly looking little guys. <laughs> <laughs> With no interest in being like, why don't I make this as beautiful as a painting? Or do you think that the, when you do... To, me, to me, the stuff I make is quite beautiful is in beautiful my mind. Word. Yeah. But I understand what you mean. <laughs> I mean, like a Philistine. <laughs> no, in my mind, I'm actually quite... I'm working on a pitch for a show, and I've been thinking a lot about what it would look like if, if it was produced, like, for television. And mm. I've been thinking a lot about shows that I think look ugly. Mm. Um, the other, did I tell you the other day I had all this work to do, and then I started looking at BoJack Horseman slides, like, sh- screenshots, and uh, I find that that show looks quite yes. not good. Oh, it's awful. It looks at. really ugly. And the drawings that the 
um, concept artists made initially are pretty are really pretty, but there's like this transition that happens totally. between. And so I was like, like, well, we got to come up with something that everybody on the studio can draw. Exactly. You can't draw like a beautiful brushy line work like you need. Yeah. Anyways. But there are other choices that I'm like, you didn't need to make it look this. This is pretty bad and you could have avoided this. And I was going to write an essay. I was like, I'm going to write an essay for um, for my Patreon about why it looks bad. And then I was like, too much work, too much work. I'm not going to do that shit. However, I've been working on this pitch and I've been thinking a lot about it. Like, how do you make something look pretty? And I found that I actually am quite concerned with things looking pretty. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, but according to their yeah. own rules. But I think your stuff looks cool. Yeah, and I'm definitely not not saying it doesn't. But it just seems to me like in the visual world, you can do literally anything. And it's, I guess, I always thought if I was an artist, I'd be like obsessed with making things look like they were paintings or something. Mm. Yeah. But hmm. like I, oil paintings. Well, yeah. take into consideration that that does take a long time. Mm. Um. <laughs> yes, I'll take that into No, but when you want to be making, a storyteller, ultimately, cartoons. I want to be a storyteller. Because <laughs> the thing about, because I, I went through that when I was in college, I was like, I'm gonna do real formal stuff. Yeah. But then ultimately, it's like, oh, what I what excites me are ideas. Yeah. You know, and yes. and like in concepts, and I like visual stuff, but always at the you know, and there were kids in school who were really good at the visual stuff. Yeah. It was like I know I like a little story. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Is that what... What do you think about that? I'm suddenly just thinking that I, I hope that it doesn't sound like I'm being like... No. I don't think your, your stuff looks good. No, 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 no. I'm not... I'm not taking it that way. I'm not taking it that way. No, no, no. Okay. I'm reflecting on my own... I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think my stuff looks ugly, too. I draw ugly on purpose, so I understand what you're saying. Okay, so he knows. Yes. He knows what you're talking <laughs> about. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, oh, also, last week, when we left, Felipe was going to go do Tuprov... That's right. I didn't, and he was like, "Did you talk about it on the podcast?" I don't. I was nervous about it because me and Caroline, yes, we did talk about it. We got Simple Town got invited to do improv, and no one in the group wanted to do it because we would just be off of our uh, London trip, and also because because we don't really do that. And and so then Caroline was like, "Do you want to do it with me?" And then I have you know I know almost I have a hard time saying no to stuff, especially yeah. performance opportunities. So I was like, "Yeah, let's just try it." And then I was really nervous that it wouldn't go well because me and Caroline have yeah. never done two props. He was nervous both about the fact of it not going well and nervous about having to feel bad afterwards that it hadn't gone well. Huh. <laughs> and yeah. I wasn't actually even... I wasn't that nervous. I was actually pretty like clear head. I was calm. I was like, I'm not going to think about it until we go on. But then... But I was like, if it bombs, I will feel bad. I knew <laughs> that intellectually. And then we went on stage <laughs> and we... Not only was it really fun and I loved doing a with Caroline, but I think we killed. That is great. Yeah. So what is the meaning of that story? Um, <laughs> you do the work of anticipating bad stuff. It yeah. Can save you. Was yeah. it worth? Yeah. Did you reflect on all the bad feeling you felt beforehand and think was that worth it? I'll be honest with you. It really. I am. Oh, I'm. I'm sort of playing up the bad feeling. Out of all the performance situations I've ever been in, it was like I was quite, um, like, unpreoccupied. Like, I wasn't too nervous about it. I've been a lot more nervous about stand-up sets and stuff like that. Yeah. Here, I was like, it's just going to be, like, people taking classes at the BCC. <laughs> like, it was all, it was all like, young Those kids. the comedians of tomorrow. True, but I was like, I don't the know CEOs these people. Of comedy. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know these people, and I don't really, you know, if I bomb, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, I felt really like, and then I suddenly was like, oh, I remember I used to do improv all the time. Um... 
and it I was really nice to do it again and I was like I remember all these things I used to like love about it and they all came back to me and I felt this great sense of like sec- like um not security uh, like confidence on stage I was like I've developed all these things doing improv that I haven't done in like three years I don't think I've mm. done improv since before yeah. COVID but it made me like love it again and and me and That's Caroline cool. were actually quite in tune in terms wow. of the kind of improv we wanted mm. to do wow like like playing a mentally handi- handicapped student <laughs> <laughs> in a classroom yeah doing an accent for a long time that you kind of it starts like fading out and you <laughs> Gabby I just have to do this because this is kind of part of the thing of being in the chat Gabby wants to know Felipe do you know who Wong Ping is is he fucks? No, I don't know. Simeon says, Wait, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Thing. And then while you look him up, Lena said, no, thank you. Lena's giving words to the, the thing. I'm trying to sort of take up a fake stance almost of like the people think watercolor style equals automatic high art animation. I'm trying to be like, I am simple minded and I think like that. Um, <laughs> and Oh, yes. I see. You're yeah. being you're being simple minded. Simple minded. I understand. And I'm being like, how come you don't do it in a simple minded way? I understand. It's like yeah. it's like those people who post a photo of like hyper realistic art, and they're like, "Why don't we go back to yes, this? Yes, yes, <laughs> no one yes, can do this exactly, anymore." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I have seen Wong Ping in a gallery now that I looked him up. I think his stuff is cool, but I wouldn't make that kind of stuff. That's another thing. I well, I don't want to talk about it anymore. There's a line between fine art and like cartoons that I sometimes is well tread and sometimes is not well tread. And I think sometimes putting low art in a museum can actually be cheap and crappy in in the way that it does not intend to be. I'm not saying that's the case with this, but the way it treads that line is not as interesting to me as like paper rat or whatever. Interesting. Mm. So tread it well, dear listener. (laughs) If you think of treading that line, do so cautiously. (laughs) I've been editing Alex's dad's memoir. Um, oh, yeah. His dad's a cartoonist, but he also does fine art for fun. He likes it. Um, and he says in the memoir that part of the reason he became a cartoonist was just because you get to do a lot more art. Like, making a daily comic strip is a lot of production that you make and put out in the world for people. So. Whereas when you're a fine artist, you make, like, one big painting. You can only do one big painting every so often. Yeah. That that seems relaxing to me, to be honest. To do one comic or one big painting. One big painting yes. every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. That's the other reason to be a fine artist. Yeah. Just go in your studio. You put on NPR or a little music, and you just yes. No, but what? It, but then when you're like, if this one's bad, I can't. I have to wait a little while before and the next one comes out. Yeah, and you can't make too many because it'll lower their their value. Isn't that right, Gabby? You can only have like a few paintings. Yeah, isn't that right, Gabby? Which is not true about. Comics. comics comics the more there are the better it is for you isn't that interesting it is and i like i like volume artists who make a lot of stuff personally yes but you will like me too huh i like I you too I like a you sad too. thing about making movies is that you can only make so many it's true you can only make like yeah. Up to twenty in Hollywood one exists life. to slow people down and keep them from making. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. Once you get entangled with the funders. And no, the you can, you can make a lot of movies if you like. Don't really set up lighting. You don't set up the shots. You don't really write a script. <laughs> or kinda, pay people that much. Yeah, you kind of yeah. shoot it run and gun. You can make a lot of movies that way. That's yeah. true. That's true. And that's probably how I will make every movie in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, no, I was at I was had this moment when we were staying at the Airbnb when we went to Vassar where I was like sitting outside looking at birds with Will and I was thinking, "Oh, I would I would love to make a horror movie like set in a national park, kind of like that um video game Firewatch." Mm-hmm. I think that's a great concept for a video game and I would love to do like a, a movie version of it and I thought well, that will probably never happen. Thought, well, I'll just have to let a nice thought like that go by. Well, but that's true about just, everything in life. And just live it, live, let it live in my head. It's a yeah. pleasant idea. That's true about everything in life, though. Yeah. As you get older, you're like, I would love to do this. And you're like, well, I probably won't. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel that way about everything in life. But <laughs> I, I guess I just thought, you know, like... When you're young, maybe I was a teenager, I thought, oh, every movie in me can get made. And then as I get older, I'm like, (laughs) not every movie can get made. And even movies that I try very hard (laughs) to get made made, (laughs) won't get made. So, so yeah. But then I was like, well, that's the beauty of like maybe being a prolific script writer is that you could like just kind of write a script and have it exist there. But writing a script feels like such a, such a drug. It's like. It's like doing a Zoom date ra- <laughs> rather than doing an, an actual date. It's, it's like such a dry version of, of the thing you really want to see, which is like the visual yeah. idea come to life. Yeah, it's, it makes me think of... Um, I just saw this movie called The Conformist, which is like some epic 70s or 80s like Italian movie that just has like, these like massive locations and like beautiful interiors of apartments and like grand halls and hotels and stuff and it's just crazy to imagine getting to make a movie where you're like the budget the producers the city where you're filming it are all like yeah we'll make it happen yeah like <laughs> it's just so the opposite of how anyone I know gets to work on their stuff to actually be like I need the shot of the Eiffel Tower and it has to be the real thing and we need to close the whole area down and like yeah, yeah. you got it yeah. We were talking about we're, we were going to do a general meeting with A24 and Ian was like, he's like, you know, when we met with them, they were like, look, we're we're looking for a movie that they were like, we're, you're not there yet, but we're looking for movies that are like five million and up. And then we were just joking, being like, yeah, if you want it five million, like we can find a way to spend that. <laughs> like the movie's going to take place in a car, but the Airbnb we're going to stay at, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Each pay ourselves a million dollars. There you go. There you go. It's that's, five million. That's five mil right that's there. <laughs> that's funny. <coughs> yeah, that is a weird problem that keeps coming up right now. Is the five million dollar thing? What that that it's almost like you have a you have a general with someone and then they're like, your movie's too cheap for us. Yes, we're looking to make a more expensive we won't movie. We the hundred k because we only want to spend five million. You're like. But What's you that won't about? even notice the 100000 Do you think they're trying to launder money? Do you think that's the reason? I don't know. In, into what? Yeah. A sh- <laughs> shitty movies? They're like, listen, <laughs> we can only pay you $5 million and it's got to be in cash. Yeah. Don't ask any questions. That's the A24 execs. Just meet uh. me behind this. Delhi. <laughs> they don't tell you in college when they're when that the like filmmaker comes to speak at your school. They don't say well, between wanting to be a filmmaker and becoming one, there'll be about eight years of sending emails and meeting people on Zoom calls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> ah, damn. We're both fucked up. 
No, no, dude. But we, you just like you made your movie. You made your daps. You made your bro, opus. That's your movie. It's true. That's your no, fucking I'm, I'm movie, thankful. bro. I'm thankful. thankful. That's your fucking movie. Yeah, I listened to an interview with Jack Black where he says. He said that um. <laughs> 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 he said that the School of Rock was the perfect movie for him, and he had the most amazing experience making it. Everything came together; all the elements were there, and he doesn't care if he never like makes a good movie again in his life after that, because that was just. I've always thought about that. Like, is there going to be a day where I make something and then I'm like, okay, I can die happy, yeah, and I just don't think no. so. Who would think that way? I mean, like, I guess he did. Yeah. Well. It's funny because I was watching the Jordan, Michael Jordan documentary, and I found it relevant in a, in a kind of abstract sense because what Michael Jordan, what happens to him is he wins three back-to-back NBA championships when he's like 30, 31, 32. So presumably like kind of towards the end of a career. Yeah. You're on the second, you're certainly in the second half of your career if, yeah. if you're playing basketball at that age. And he was like kind of, he quit basketball for a little while and started oh, playing yeah. baseball. baseball and and it, it realized that there is this kind of problem that I, I probably will will never experience or I'll be lucky enough if I experience it which is that like you achieve the thing that you kind of imagined in your head you would do when you were 17 or whatever and then you go oh well, what's next? Do I really need to like work so hard or hustle as much now? Like what would be the thing that would m- make me want to like stay up late or yeah. skip meals in order to do? And I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting, an interesting problem to wrestle with that probably few people do. Watch you make a TV show and then you start trying to become a gold ranked Valorant player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, this is what's going to keep me up every exactly. night. I'm starting to skip meals so I can reach platinum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it's funny because you realize through the course of the Michael Jordan doc that like Michael Jordan is, is an insane person and he would just make up things that would like piss him off and want him to like try and win yeah he'd be like i wanted to win because in the last game i played against this guy he he told me like fuck you and then later on he's like but that actually didn't happen yeah like the whole game he's like i kept thinking about how he said fuck you to me and then and then afterwards the interview he's like yeah he never said that he never said that (laughs) i just made it up (laughs) or he would be like i this so-and-so person got defensive player of the year and I wanted to make this season about proving that that guy shouldn't be defensive player wow. of the year. Just like crazy <laughs> shit like that. Like, yeah. Hey. Yeah. And, and they kind of hint at this. They don't really say it out loud so much, but it's like he, Michael Jordan is an awful guy to like hang out with or be around with. Like he, people didn't really like him that much, mm. you know, you kind of get that sense. But anyways, it's kind of an interesting insight into like a, that uh, a person with that kind of mindset and and like what happens to you when you sort of achieve the thing you want yeah i feel like once you achieve the thing you want that's when you get to go buy a dilapidated victorian home yeah you know, and start restoring it with right your partner. no right and that would be fun and you can think of people who do do that yes <laughs> i feel like it's such a thing if you're like a successful writer to move to maine and yeah yeah be scraping old paint off of a shed or have a kid or have a kid right honestly yes but then that kid become turns 18 and leaves 
Yeah. What's after that? And your kid doesn't won't respect you for only making one piece of art and then be <laughs> choosing to become a nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Some kids came into big reuse from like little kids with their parents and their parents were obviously like old parents. Mm. And it really made me curious. I was like, so what were you guys doing that you waited so long to have your kids? Are you really successful or something? Just... Well, yeah. Sarah, you're going to fucking find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, folks. Wait, how much time is left? Well, you oh, know, we could we started after five. We started 10 after 5. So oh, we can great. keep going. Great. We can keep going a little more. I'm trying to think anything else that uh I tried to read the Mike our new article for you guys. <laughs> I tried to read it. Yeah. I even set it aside this morning. I had some stuff I needed to do and I was like as a reward for doing your stuff, you get to read the Mike Crumpler <laughs> article yeah. and then you get to summarize it. You're like yeah. uh like the when the father's reading the news in the morning and they and being unresponsive to his wife yes. and children. <laughs> You're like that with the Mike Crumpler. He, he's becoming harder and harder to summarize though. Yes. And Fuck. and the article was in conversation with a New York Times piece. Fuck. And it was talking about people that I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah, and a Twitter group that I don't know about and it just started to make me feel like I couldn't really care. But I don't know. I was a little bit... I like interpersonal drama. So just even on that level, I'm kind of engaged by it. But I didn't finish it. But maybe next week. Yeah, he's doing this thing now where he like... I, he sort of like... This is something I was told by somebody who's like around that scene. But where he's like um, fictionalizing people or like giving people pseudonyms or inventing people. And the last few articles I've read sort of conclude with these long monologues by these characters that he's made up that are supposed to be like a projection of his own like reflections or sort of like uh, shadows of his own thoughts or whatever. And I find that he, so he's gone into this very literary he turn. He loves the artistry of the writing. Are, the, yeah, are you yeah. supposed to be like, ah, this is a... Uh, a f like a archetype is supposed to represent someone real. Yeah. Like, are we? Am I supposed to guess who this fake person is in real life? Um, no, I think <coughs> I think they're kind of archetypes. I mean, you you could if you wanted to. And my friend who who was in the scene was like, I figured out who this person was, and they were even like tweeting at Mike Crumpler, being like saying the pseudonym and then like uh, adding the person that he's talking about. Mm. Um, but I have just I have to look into that. Yeah, hmm. I mean it's yeah because yeah. it's it, it seems like you would fictionalize people and sort of delve into fiction as a writer in order to tell a more clear and exacting truth about the world. Yes, but it's it seems like his his writings are even more complicated <laughs> in their fiction than yes. they are if he just reported the facts. The way it was described to me by my friend um, was that. Uh, the way he sees it is that he's trying to like not platform people he doesn't fuck with he's trying to sort of criticize people in an oblique way um and he's trying to also put his own ideas into people's mouth that don't people that don't exist so he gets to like do the have characters do analysis to him that no one actually is doing or that he thinks is like the subtext of his interactions um yeah which I think is interesting from a literary perspective, but I've I've found it it's like it's a little more impenetrable. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That makes me think of like 
writing stand-up when people like fictionalize interactions they have with people and they have to get someone to say the thing that then they can say the funny thing in response yes yes that's kind of what Stuart lee would do except Stuart lee would do the thing of having a a character he's made up say a big monologue to him that's actually a projection of his own anxieties Yes. yes like a character in a story he tells would be like well i'm just a character in the story and you've run out of material and you've invented me like shit like that right and that's kind of what what the crumpler stuff is like at the end the character's like this is why you're in this scene because you're concerned with this and this is like the freudian like subtext of whatever Stuart lee would say he's inventing the character it's true well yeah does crumps do that no he doesn't say he's much of the the articles though now are also just about how um who Crump it, Crumps is in relation to the scene, how they don't want him to come to the parties, and this or this was said about him. And um, it's funny how that stuff is kind of like hard to stomach a little bit because I guess there's such a standard in traditional journalism of like not making things about you that when somebody really does it, like frankly, like that, I try to just feel like, no, that's actually fine. It's part of what the story is of what's happening, but you're just a little bit like, Geez, tell me something that's going on that doesn't relate to like you not getting invited to the thing. Yes. Like, God. <laughs> well, I think that's why he's fictionalizing because he's like, this isn't journalism. Yes, right. These right, are right, like right. fictions. Yeah, but I guess the bias comes from journalism. That right. You shouldn't do that or it's self indulgent and yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, I've, I've definitely lost. I've lost a little. Well, actually, I've lost the thread, I've lost the thread a little yeah. bit. I, I was like signed up to his Patreon for a while. I still like to read it, but yeah. I, I've like lost a little bit the. Plus, I haven't. I don't really know. A lot, like I know that a lot of the characters he used to talk about from the internet, but like I don't really know the characters now. And I'm like, a part of me is like, fuck, it's so hard to like go to those parts, like just to keep up with that scene and to yeah. be like, this is the new place to go. And like, um, I don't know, it's, it's like it's kind of athletic. You have to be kind of, I yeah, don't know, yeah, really yeah. like online a lot more than. Yeah. And I thought I was online a lot, but then I'll read <laughs> stuff and I'm like, man, I'm not online enough for this. That's funny. I, I can't wait for him to turn his all-seeing eye onto Raisin Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I met a pathetic man today. <laughs> and found out he had a show, a, a podcast about nothing. <laughs> Half-baked observations boring. of my writing. <laughs> Complete disinterest. <laughs> Not understanding a single thing I'm saying. Yeah. <coughs> All right, well, now we are kind of reaching the end. Great. Any final words or thoughts? Um, as we enter springtime, I'm going to be assuming a more positive attitude. That's so. good. That's really good. <laughs> you can watch out for that. That and is. If you notice me being in a way where you're like, she didn't used to be that positive. Well, it's something I'm trying to do. Whoa, so. cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Simple Town is a show in April. April 26th. You guys are doing a monthly show. A monthly. Yeah. Go off. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> it's kind of fake because we. it used to be that we would do a show every month, more or less. But now we have a slot. Gotcha. And so we announced it like it's this big new thing. And it kind of is, but... In some ways, it's not. That's how the so sausage gets made, was, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You turn nothing into something by announcing it, putting a little poster behind it. It's like when Jake said that Heaven or Las Vegas was closing, and it was just going to close for remodeling. That's right. 
We'll come to our <laughs> come to our monthly show. We're gonna do shit you've never seen in yeah. your life. Congratulations to Jake for getting on perfectly imperfect. That's right. Congratulations, Jake. It was great. They picked a great photo of you. Yes. Wait, I actually I do want one last thing, which is <laughs> we performed at Vassar. We performed at Vassar and I think people liked it, but the show but our set was a little bit long and Sam described to me oh, <laughs> this man. thing that he saw in the Oh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I was delivering this like Simulana says has this set where we have to repeat this line over again. But called, for context, real quick, yeah. every sketch from the beginning we were improvising inside of and stretching it out, like we were just cooking on every sketch. So it every sketch was like double the length oh, that it was no. supposed to be. And by halfway by the uh, halfway of the show, I like looked at my hand to see what sketches were left, and I was like, we have like five sketches left, and I was like, this needs to end right now. So, anyways, that's the context. But of that's not something that you can just pull the emergency cord on. No, we no. Can't. And in <laughs> fact, someone suggested that in the car afterwards, and I was like, can you imagine how political and yes. and oh, deleterious <laughs> to our relationship yeah. it would be if someone just yeah. called an audible and was like, yeah. "We're cutting five sketches. Yeah. We're cutting your sketch, Sam. Yeah. We're cutting your sketch, Carol." Um. I was just like delivering there it was the last sketch and we were just like delivering this line that repeats over and over again and I I looked out in the crowd and there's this woman this gr- this girl she was she was in college and she was like just looking at me and then she just like looked down at her hands <laughs> and her feet like this like and then I like said the line directly to her like like sending energy from me to her to try and get her to pay attention and then she looked up at me do that and then she put her heads in her hands like this and like sunk into her seat and I thought yeah we're really killing it that's awesome you don't always kill that's awesome alright that's all happy Easter happy Easter everybody bye Raisin Man Arena